It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 93 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And we welcome you into the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, June 20th, 2013. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father, Greg Gwynn, joins me. Hello, Dad. Welcome to the program. Jacob, we're great. Uh, glad to be with you and looking forward to a great discussion tonight. And it has been a busy week this week. We've had a lot going on here at the College of Church of Christ this week. We'll give a quick update uh, to some who might be interested. We had our third annual Bible studies in the park uh, earlier this week on Monday and Tuesday night. Uh, this is the third year we've done that. We go to the park, uh, get a, a venue there and set up and uh, uh, have some Bible studies, try to get the community interested in that sort of thing. We feel like we had a... Uh, we feel like we had a good session, and we were encouraged by it, and so we thought maybe some people would be interested in hearing about that. But it, it was a good, a busy time, but a good time. And that was the start of some other excitement here. Yeah, uh, it was kind of surprising to find out on, I guess just yesterday, wasn't it, Jacob? It was yesterday. Just yesterday, our small town of Columbia, Tennessee, made national news headlines. Actually, on Fox News, there was a story, Professor Orders Students to Support Gay Rights. And it, uh, it goes on to say, a Tennessee community college professor ordered her students to wear ribbons supporting gay rights and said those who believed in traditional the traditional definition of marriage are just uneducated bigots who attack homosexuals with hate. Well, it turns out that the Tennessee Community College... Uh, that is being described there is the one right across the street from us. Right. We are the College View Church of Christ. That name derived from the fact that we sit right across the highway from Columbia State Community College, and yes. that's the community college that's under consideration here. Yes. And one of the professors there had uh, instructed her students to wear ribbons supporting gay rights and uh, further said that if you do not... Uh, uh, that if you hold to the traditional view of marriage, that is, that if you oppose same-sex marriage, that you are some kind of uh, uneducated bigot who attacks homosexuals with hate. Yeah. Well, when we saw that, uh, we decided uh, to react, uh, since that's the, the college right across the street from us. So we changed our marquee sign out by the road to say, Columbia State Community College, Columbia State Community College, God is not an uneducated bigot, yes. Romans 1, verses 26 and 27. Right. Well, what I did was I snapped a picture of that on my cell phone and sent it to you, and then you had the audacity to send that to all the news outlets in the I national area. On, I got you on the hook. And so the phone started ringing, and we ended up doing three interviews uh, on on the uh, news networks, uh, the Fox Channel and the, I guess it's the NBC Channel, in Nashville, and then also did a phone interview with the Nashville Tennessean, right, which is the, the, Tennessean the, the, the the big Nashville newspaper, the Tennessean. Right. So we got a, we, we we got a little splash in the news. We got our five seconds worth of fame. One of the things I found out, Jacob, is that, that, that you may talk quite a bit to those reporters. 
they pare it down to just a sound bite. They did. They did. So, but they did a good job yeah. of paring it down. I mean, they didn't misrepresent you. No, that's right. And and what was also interesting, when I talked to them, they said, well, do you happen to know any students who go to Columbia State who might have had this professor? And I said, actually, I do. And our man Jeff, Jeff Vernon, who's running the board tonight, helps us a lot of times with the virtual Bible study. He's actually been in the class of that professor. It wasn't this most recent semester, but in a previous semester, Jeff had that professor. Jeff is here with us tonight. He was also interviewed uh, on the Fox uh, News Channel and or local news channel and uh, on the in the Tennessean. So we'll get Jeff to chime in yep. as we talk about this tonight. And uh, and it was interesting. We got here for Bible study last night, and there was a news van in the parking lot. They were going to do a live remote. Yeah, they did a, their live remote right in our front yard here. Right. So it was a pretty exciting time. Yeah, kind of exciting. But it was uh, a serious time because uh, some serious stuff going on across the street. Yeah, uh, what what we want to talk about, we're just going to use that sort of as a springboard to discuss the idea of tolerance and intolerance. That's the update that I sent out earlier today to our update list. And I ask these questions, reminding you again always, if you're not getting our updates, send us a message to questions at collegeview.com and just put in the subject line, add me to the list, we'll do it. But here are the questions that I sent out earlier today. How do people of the world define intolerance and how they define tolerance mm-hmm. number two give some examples and instructions from the bible that establish god's attitude toward tolerance and intolerance number three what biblical guidelines about tolerance and intolerance can be established for christians especially list us some do's and don'ts when okay. it comes to tolerance or intolerance and then finally can we ever tolerate people who differ with us if so what would be the limits of that uh, all right and so we're going to talk about those things but the, pro- the, way, the way you can participate is 877-381-4567. That's the best way for you to contact us tonight. It's toll-free. The line is open, 877-381-4567. You can send an email to questions at collegeu.com and also to the right of your video window. Join in the chat room with other listeners there. That will, chat room will fill up and get busy over time, so get in there and uh, discuss that with us. Um, as uh, You know, it's, it is amazing that... Uh, that uh, People who want to say that they're open-minded and tolerant uh, would uh, do some of the things that uh, this uh, professor is alleged to have done. Yeah, that's really what I wanted to comment about. Jeff, we're going to get ready and play these videos. Uh, What I wanted to comment about when they interviewed me was, you know, if we had used terminology like that, uneducated bigots, attacking with hate, if we had used that to describe people we disagree with, well, they would have come down on us real hard. But uh, somehow or another, those who are more liberal, who have the liberal agenda in our society, are allowed uh, to use that kind of uh, inflammatory speech. So, Jeff, are you ready to roll the tape? Let's roll. Uh, let's roll both of those news. There was actually okay. three segments, uh, at least, and but uh, these are this is two of them that we're going to play. Okay, so we'll, we'll do that, and we'll give you a taste of what was on the TV last night, uh, as as we made a, a little bit of a splash in the news. Okay, Jeff. First on Fox tonight, a local college professor is facing nationwide criticism for allegedly telling her students that people who oppose gay rights are uneducated and ignorant. Well, that professor teaches psychology at Columbia State Community College, and tonight administrators are looking into this situation. Fox 17's Guy Arnold live from Columbia with the story tonight. Sky? Well, guys, the backlash is even coming from across the street from the uh, college. Look at behind me. You'll see what we're talking about. This is the College View Church of Christ sign. It says, God is not an uneducated bigot. 
Well, that's one response of many for a college professor some students tell us has been walking a controversial line for years here. What she wanted us to do is go through our, our everyday life, wear the pin, and see what reactions we got. Jeff Vernon says that was the extra credit assignment in Professor Linda Brunton's psychology class two years ago. Wear a gay rights pin like this one and write a paper on people's reaction. I have, I don't feel like it's right to represent that. Vernon skipped the assignment but felt it was wrong Professor Brunton only presented one option. But she really closed it to one side by the way she handled this project. And that that's really what made me feel bad worse than anything. Now, the same basic assignment is bringing this professor national criticism. Conservative Christian organization Alliance Defending Freedom asked Columbia State Community College to investigate complaints it received about the assignment last semester and what allegedly happened next. When a few of the students said they didn't feel comfortable doing that because it violated their conscience and their religious beliefs, the professor essentially brushed him aside and called him ignorant and uneducated. We wondered what other students thought of the allegations. I don't think that she really said that. I, I think that words were misconstrued. Some aren't bothered, while at least one decided to drop Professor Brunton's class. I don't want to put myself, um, especially grade-wise, in a circumstance where I could lose points for something. Jeff Vernon, meanwhile, tells us he doesn't wish any punishment on Professor Brunton. He does hope this controversy changes the way she teaches the class. I do feel like next time if she gets another opportunity, she should allow people to express their different views. Um, just because we may have a different view doesn't mean we can't discuss it. Now, we should mention that the assignment last spring, we're told, was to wear a ribbon. The previous assignment, of course, is, as he just mentioned, was to wear a pin. And we reached out to a phone number listed in Linda Brunton's name. We were told to direct all calls to the university. As of tonight, administrators are only saying this about this entire situation. They say that they immediately began an investigation when they learned of these allegations. And that investigation is still ongoing. Live in Columbia Sky on Fox 17 News. All right, well, that was the long uh, uh, edition of our, our segment there. There was another segment. Uh, that, that one included Jeff. The next one included you. Jeff, roll that. We don't need that advertisement there, so we'll kill that, and we'll get that uh, yeah, we, a little bit later. We can do that later. All right. But you get an idea of what happened here. It was a pretty busy day yesterday yeah. because we were uh, getting calls, people wanting to talk to us about our reaction to what this professor at Columbia State had done. As we said, it was also uh, they also called us from the Nashville, Tennessean, and yeah. and. Uh, interviewed both me and Jeff, and uh, we, we were quoted in the, the Tennesseans article. And then, as they often do, when they post these things on their website, Jacob, people start commenting. You know, there's a long chain of comments after an article like that in the in the newspaper. I think and, Jeff's got the video ready. You got the you got the segment ready for the, from that. Okay, okay let's, let's go to another. Video, so okay, go ahead. It did it again. We'll we'll get we may get that. Has the, uh, can, you, can you let it roll and then pause it when it gets yeah, through that, Jeff? Okay. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, the the comment chain after the article in the Tennessean was was more of the same when somebody basically took the same position we did, you know, saying that this was an, an outrage. Are we ready to go, Jeff? All right, let's, All right, let's play it. We're gonna get they're getting lots of free airtime this commercial here. Electronic. They had to pretend to support gay rights, even if they didn't. A national religious group is now calling for an apology and action against the professor. 
Channel 4's Larry Flowers has the story, new at 6.30. A dark cloud looms over Columbia State Community College after psychology professor Dr. Linda Bronton allegedly gave students a controversial assignment. When you're trying to force these students to take the same side as you on like a subject just like homosexuality, that's a sensitive subject to some people. Several students contacted the Alliance Defending Freedom, a group which defends religious rights, claiming the professor instructed the class to wear Rainbow Coalition ribbons for an entire day. And if someone asked why they were wearing it, they were to say they were supporting the homosexual community and its political agenda. I think if you're trying to push your views on students, that's a little bit much because, you know, it's kind of up to you to make your own decision. The group sent a four-page letter to Columbia State President Dr. Janet Smith saying the students' First Amendment rights to free speech were violated and that the students' opinions and beliefs were just brushed off by the professor. The letter states the professor wanted students to see that those who supported the traditional definition of marriage are just, quote, uneducated bigots who attack homosexuals with hate. School officials released a statement which reads in part, when the allegations were brought to the attention of school officials, the school began an investigation which is currently ongoing. College View Church of Christ across the street from the campus has changed its sign condemning the professor's actions. We're going to base our decisions upon what we believe the Word of God teaches. We believe it condemns homosexuality and therefore we have to take that moral stance. The group is also asking in that four-page letter that the school president take immediate action and order the professor to apologize to any student who feel their rights may have been violated. They're also asking that the professor be disciplined. In Murray County, Larry Flowers, Channel 4 News. All right. Well, there it is. And, um, well, we've, uh, it's out there. Yeah. And, and I was just going to quickly comment. I started to comment a minute ago. They quickly commented some of the, from the newspaper article, some of the responses were con- directed toward people like us. This was uh, one of the most popular uh, articles on the Tennesseans. And they, I think they had the most comments about it. So one guy was basically saying the same thing we were saying, and, and somebody responded to him and said, what an uneducated person you are, but what would someone expect from a hater, a bigot, and someone who is as clueless as a box of rocks? Well, Continue to thump your so-called Bible. Meanwhile, the world continues to spin. You, like it or not, gay people have been and will always be here. Well, so uh, murders have been here uh, since uh, Cain killed Abel. And uh, they will always be here. So does that make it right? They've been around here longer than gay people have been around. Does that make it a right to be a murderer? Uh, here's uh, one who's, who quoted where it said some students opted out of the class, and, and this person said whiny little crybabies. They can't even handle being confronted with their own bigotry. Well, I'm afraid that these people can't be uh, handle being confronted with their own sinfulness. Uh, Another person says the teacher has a slant in favor of gay rights and is unabashed in sharing that in class, it appears. The issue really comes down to, are conservative views valued on college campuses? If a pro-life professor suggested voluntarily that you join a picket line outside of an abortion clinic, would that professor be in trouble or be fired? Should the professor be able to assign something like that, even as voluntary? I thought that was a good observation as to what this professor had done. You've got pages of comments. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, This one guy accuses us of being, I don't want to hear the truth, no facts, you're you're crybabies, you're out in force today. Uh, uh, Someone says, calm down, sir, you know what happens to bigots. They are probably the most hated people on the planet. Plenty plenty of people have already proven your facts wrong, uh, so you are wrong. Get over it. Uh, 
and then another one calls us Bible thumping, and then a word that I can't repeat. And so you you get you just see the intolerance is and rampant. You, you got here. a little hate mail here uh, came in from uh, someone who says you are going to hang and burn in hell. That is, you grotesque, un- uneducated bigots. I wonder if that's a prank. I don't know. <laughs> I, I doubt it. I don't think it is. I, I think know. it's serious. It, yeah. and bigots is all capitalized. Yeah. And, and one more comment from the Tennessean website. Uh, for a state that is so gorgeous to drive through, so diverse in its seasons, home to many great universities, the appalling lack of tolerance and equality makes Tennessee a truly embarrassing place to call home at times. In other words, we are intolerant. And, and this one person is embarrassed to be, because in Tennessee there are intolerant people like us. Now, this is the thing that really frustrates me. We're being accused of intolerance. But that college professor who called us uneducated bigots is not accused of being intolerant. That's just crazy to me. Um, it says, yes, there's a strong religious belief structure here, and, and I don't condemn you for worshiping God, but remember, your ability to have religious beliefs does not strike down other people's civil rights or liberties. I can point out dozens of contradictions in the Bible. I've been an ordained minister. I know the inconsistencies. I know the archaic restrictions. And I know how people can twist the Bible to advance their own hate and bigotry. You hate gays. Yes, you hate them. Not just the act. Admit it and repent. You hate gays. But you love polyester, shellfish, pork, gold, jewelry, and so forth. Uh, that's a, a, a that's that, an argument based upon the Old Testament. We don't base our, uh, our uh, condemnation of homosexuality on the Old Testament. So that argument's invalid. Yeah, but but again, the intolerance of this person yeah. comes through as they accuse us of being intolerant. We're late for a break, but when we get back, we want to talk about intolerance and tolerance, and then we want to get to Bible examples uh, to find out, should we be tolerant? Should we be intolerant? We're going to take a break and get your thoughts. Again, the number to call is 877-381-4567. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. Enjoying the Virtual Bible Study? Email a friend during this break and tell them to join in on the discussion. There's more exciting Bible study after this commercial. Hi, I'm Jack Coleman, a member of the College View Church of Christ, with a suggestion for you and your family. Why not turn off the TV on Thursday nights and gather the family around the computer for an hour of in-depth Bible study? The virtual Bible study always involves subjects of importance and interest to serious Bible students. So, why not join this Internet Bible study group every Thursday night? Here's some quotes we're pondering. The hardest thing to open is a closed mind. An excuse is worse and more terrible than a lie, for an excuse is a lie guarded. In the battle between good and evil, people who try to remain neutral are actually allies of evil. Our willingness to accept criticism usually reveals our level of maturity. Man, I wish I'd said that. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Colossians 3:17. Now, back to the program. And we're back on the program tonight as we talk about, uh, well, we've been in the news this week about uh, a professor at Columbia State Community College who was forcing her students to act like they supported the homosexual agenda and uh, some students had a problem with that, and uh, they uh, filed, I guess, a complaint against the university. In response to that, since it's right across the street, Dad, you went out yesterday morning and put up a sign uh, that basically contradicted what the professor said, that, uh, that those who disagree with homosexuality are uneducated bigots because we believe God disagrees with homosexuality, and so you said God's not an uneducated bigot. Yeah. Which, if you say that homosexuality is... Correct and right, you are in effect saying God is an uneducated bigot. You know, it's not you're not arguing with us. You're arguing. Well, you are arguing with us because we're trying to argue God's point of view, 
Uh, God's word is very clear on yeah. that. So it's, a not uh, a, it's not a position that I want to be in. Yeah. I, uh, the, uh, I may I may be different than others in reacting to this, but the main thing that really struck me is how intolerant these people are who claim to profess tolerance. Okay. And so I asked the question, how do people the world define intolerance and tolerance? Uh, Chris in, in England says, first, he's, he observes first an assignment to, pro, to promote diversity where only one side to an argument is to be put forward seems not very diverse. I would say he's, he's right in that observation. He says, also, it, it seems to run in step with your media's stance on this issue where for every one story defending marriage, there are five supporting gay marriage. I agree with him again in his observation. He says, I just find it hard to think that government, who never defined marriage in the first place, thinks it gets to redefine it now, which is also an interesting observation. So he goes on. How, do, how do, would the people of the world define intolerance? He said, I mainly saw this as the body's inability to digest or deal with particular food stuff or drug. But the one thing you were looking for was the refusal to accept views, beliefs, or behavior that differs from one's own. Okay, so he said sometimes intolerance is your body doesn't tolerate certain things you put into it. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. We were talking about <laughs> the refusal to accept views, beliefs, or behavior that differs from one's own. Uh, I think that's probably an accurate uh, definition of intolerance. And I think it it is, in other words, that's an accurate view. But I was what I was really going for is how do people in the world view intolerance? How does this college professor uh, view intolerance. I think she views intolerance as anybody who disagrees with her. Right. You know, it's it's it, it's a one-sided thing. You know, intolerance should be a, a, a across the board, cover all aspects of the of a question. But in regards to people of the world, I think they are intolerant specifically of anyone who disagrees with them. And uh, he comes back with a quote: uh, "Tolerance only for those you agree with is no tolerance is all at all." That's a quote from Ray Davis. Uh, and uh, and so that's uh, you know that seems to be the tolerance that they're advocating here is if you agree you can be, you can be heard if not you need to get out of the way because you're an uneducated bigot. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, you responded. Jeff's behind the controls. Uh, Jeff, you said uh, intolerance is disagreements. Tolerance is green. Uh, that might be how the world uh, defines. Yeah, and it. that's what I was looking for. I was looking for how how do worldly people uh, relate to this question of tolerance and intolerance? You know. Obviously, we we come we're coming from vastly different perspectives because they're saying that we're intolerant when, when I think we're being very tolerant. We disagree and we voice our disagreement, but we try to do it rationally and calmly. We certainly don't use name calling and, and ugly words, but they do. They say we're intolerant and they're tolerant. So obviously, I think they've got a real perverted view of those two concepts. You, you know, it's a. Uh it reminds me a lot of the reaction uh, that uh, people in, in the in the Bible received when they were preaching truth to wicked uh, individuals, uh, where they were attacked. Preachers of righteousness were attacked. Think of Stephen as they stopped their ears and they ran at him. And these people are, in effect, stopping their ears and uh, and attacking us for uh, speaking what uh, we believe the Bible teaches. I think that's exactly right. All right, and then we have an email uh, tonight this is from Randy and from Randy. Uh, he says, how do the people of the world define intolerance? Uh, if, if some, uh, with some, if you don't agree with what they're doing or give your approval, then you're being intolerant. Uh, now, Randy's, Randy's on, on my same wavelength there. That's what I'm thinking. 
people of the world saying, you're intolerant. If you disagree with me at all, you're intolerant. Yes. And to be tolerant, then he goes on to say that the world's definition of tolerance is you have to let anything, anything goes. You have to permit anything. Mm Mm-hmm. So I th- Randy really, I, my question probably was too ambiguous, but I was looking for what Randy has set forth there. For the people of the world, you're intolerant if you disagree with me at all. You're, and tolerance means you just have to sign off on everything. You can't disagree with anything. Okay. And I, I just don't believe that's accurate. You know, uh, we're not, you know, you think about almost any other uh, subject category and tolerance and intolerance is way different than what people think it is religiously. If we were talking about scientific matters, if we were talking about mathematical matters, you know, we we would have a different idea than when it comes to religion for some that, reason or another. And that has to do because uh, we're it is uh, uh, interfering with what uh, people want to do and how they want to live. They don't want to hear the truth, and so they're not going to tolerate it. Danny says in the chat room, generally objectivity means the state or quality of being true even outside of a subject's individual feelings, imaginations, or interpretations. Why are Christians told they have to be objective about this topic, but quite obviously the other side feels no obligation to do so? Yeah, exactly right, Danny. I mean... We're not playing by the same rules. Uh, it's pretty obvious by the way they talk and the way they, uh, the kind of language they use to describe us, and yet then they, critis- then they criticize us for supposed hate speech. It's clear we're not we're not allowed to play by the same rules. Let's get back on schedule with our breaks. Okay. And when we get back, we'll get into the discussion of uh, looking at the Bible, some examples and instructions from God's Word that tell us uh, what we need to do about tolerance and intolerance. 877-381-4567. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. You won't want to miss what we talk about next. The discussion continues right after these important messages. This is Greg Wynn. This week's bullet point comes from the pen of Doy Moyer. We've all heard it. We don't accept a particular viewpoint, so therefore we are closed-minded bigots trapped inside some blind faith and hope fostered by an ancient cultish superstition. Those who make such charges are, of course, the open-minded, loving, tolerant, compassionate people who are willing to accept others for who they are and what they believe, except those who disagree with them. Surely one who thinks things through can see the irony of this. The viewpoint isn't even subtle. Open-mindedness is to be equated with progressive, morally liberated mindset. If you don't accept their way of thinking, you're closed-minded. It's okay for the open-minded, liberated, progressive thinkers to insult, call names, use vulgarities, and show obvious contempt and hatred for those who are more conservative than they are. Those stupid conservatives are the closed-minded ones, remember. If open-mindedness is such a virtue, as is claimed by these self-proclaimed free thinkers, then why are they so intolerant toward those who disagree with them? This just highlights the fact that the version of open-mindedness and tolerance they advocate is a lie. It's a sham, and it's geared more toward trying to shut up the opposition rather than actually demonstrate true open-mindedness and tolerance. No truly open-minded person would condemn others for believing in God and holding to a strong code of morality fostered by standards higher than themselves. Even if these liberated ones don't agree, they should still defend, with the same passion as they defend others, the more conservative person's right to believe, practice, and teach their views without demonstrating such malicious hatred. Their vehement opposition to those who are more conservative betrays their claim to open-minded tolerance. Why is it more virtuous to show open-mindedness and tolerance toward one group of people, say homosexuals, than to another, say Christians? Why is it more appropriate to condemn Christians than to condemn those of another lifestyle? If we choose the morally liberated, free-thinking path, and in the process turn around and condemn, judge, and vilify those more conservative, then we have bought into a lie and are no better than what we think we are opposing. 
Why is it better to be compassionate toward one group but not the other? Why is it morally acceptable to bash Christians while claiming the high ground of open-mindedness? The answers to these questions will likely not be forthcoming, especially from those who have essentially trashed any universal standards. They are open-minded only because they say they are. In reality, not so much. The fact is that everyone has drawn a line in the sand. We respect that. What we don't respect is the denial that there is a line, and then the insinuating intolerance of those who claim to be so compassionate. It doesn't work, and the sad part is they just don't see it. To those who disagree with us, we would say this. Be honest. If you hate Christians, then you're free to say so. We respect your free will and free speech. As Christians, we're even willing to take abuse for the cause of Christ. But don't turn around with some nonsense of being tolerant and bigot-free. That game is tiresome and demonstrates a lack of reason. The true motives, therefore, cannot be open-mindedness and tolerance, the very things you refuse to demonstrate toward those who disagree with you. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. I am Nestor Sanchez from Arica, Chile, in South America. And I love to listen to the virtual Bible study. And this moment, I invite you to participate in this program, too. Gracias. Quit checking your email. The commercials are over, and the virtual Bible study is ready to roll. Take it away, guys. We're back on the virtual Bible study. We remind you this program is brought to you by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee, right across the street from Columbia State Community College. And you can find out more about us by visiting our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com. We encourage you to go there to find out more about what we believe and what we practice. If you have any questions about our beliefs, or you'd like uh, some more information, give us a call anytime at 877-381-4567. That's also the number you use to participate in the program tonight as we talk about the recent developments across the street at Columbia State Community College where they're saying that if you don't support homosexuality and same-sex marriage, you are an uneducated bigot. And we're talking about tolerance and intolerance on the program. And they say you attack with hate Yes, uh, if you are if you disagree with and their... Jeff and was at, Jeff was in the news. The, Jeff, uh, you uh, got to be interviewed there and... Um, you were in this professor's class. Uh, give us a little bit of rundown of what happened there. Just as you would expect, um, when we were, when we, she asked us to do this project, and of course, you know, me and my thinking, I just thought, you know, it's another teacher that I ran into that's gonna, you know, put some stuff that I don't believe in. You know, evidently, I've dealt with that with evolution and different stuff. So. I just thought it was another teacher, you know, just trying to put, you know. Their when you were in her class, Jeff, you you explained that this was an extra credit thing yes. that that you know you could wear a ribbon or a badge supporting gay rights, yes. and what you were supposed to do was if anyone asked you about it, then you were supposed to act like you were in support of gay rights and get right. their reaction to it. Uh, and so the the professor made it an. an uh, uh, extra credit thing, but she didn't offer extra credit for anything else. No, in other words, as somebody in the Tennessean comments said, she didn't say, well, if you don't want to do that, then uh, go pick at an abortion clinic and see how people react to you and report back how they reacted when you were taking a pro-life stance. Yeah. She didn't do that. Right, or go try and evangelize in the courtroom, in the uh, common area of the, of the campus. Right. Like yeah, that. yeah, go, exactly. go read the Bible out loud uh, in the courtyard of the of the college. She didn't give you any other uh, uh, extra credit opportunities, so it was a real one-sided deal, obviously. Uh, did you feel like you were persecuted in that matter, Jeff? I felt like, uh, you know, when we first went into the class, it was set, the standards was set. It was going to be, you know, her feelings about the issue. Uh, when we started out the class, it was an indication no Bible verses were to be used when we're talking about things. So she, she made that rule. She made that rule. She had it in her syllabus. So, 
Mm. You know, when it came to discussion of these things, I mean, we we already knew that she wasn't opening open to other ideas. It was interesting that this story came out. I remember Jeff uh, when you were in that class on these Thursday nights. You talk about how. Uh, when, before the program started, we would be discussing you talk about how you were really having a hard time uh, being ridiculed for your beliefs. So, yep, yeah, all right. All right. Well, we appreciate you taking that stance, Jeff. And and uh, I think we're going to find I think we're going to find out that we have to do that more and more frequently, yes, Jacob. Yeah, right. I, I think we're going to be put upon. We're going to be criticized. We're going to be we're going to be uh, labeled as intolerant uh, yeah. by. What I think are effectively the most intolerant people in our society, yeah. uh, they're going to call us intolerant. Right. And so we, we just have to be prepared to take that. All right. What about the Bible? Do we have any examples from the Bible that yeah, help we, us with we this got, idea? We got, okay, in, let's, the chat, in the chat room. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do this now. In the chat room, get busy and uh, give us some examples you think of from the Bible, either examples of things that happened or instructions that were given that would give us some handle on how God thinks we should deal with such matters regarding tolerating things or not being tolerant of, of certain things. Nick in the chat room says, certainly tolerance is taught in Scripture, but not tolerance of sin. He references 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 7, and that does speak about tolerating one another, does not mention about tolerating sin. Uh, what well, does, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, just a few chapters before right. that, right. Paul roundly criticized the church at Corinth for tolerating that sinful brother. You remember there was a, a, a sexually immoral man in the church? Right. And he, and he said there in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, it is commonly reported that there is fornication among you, and such fornication is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. And ye are puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that hath done this thing might be taken away from among you. Uh, so Paul Paul criticized them. They should have. They should have not been tolerating it, and they were. And so, there, I think, is a good example. We're to, we're to have love for one another and manifest our love for one another. But that does not, as Nick said, that does not go so far as to cause us to overlook sin in people. Nick goes on and says Ephesians six, uh, five six through twelve clearly teaches intolerance of sin. But ignorance of sin does not mean that we, intolerance of sin does not mean we would force anyone to live the Christian life. It is a life of choice. First uh, Corinthians chapter five verse eleven: Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. All right. Uh, so that's a good verse. Appreciate that. To the church at Thyatira in the book of Revelation chapter two, uh, verse twenty. The Lord says, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication, to eat things, sacrifice to idols. Uh, so uh, here they were being tolerant of this evil influence in their congregation. And the Lord said, I've, I'm holding that against you. So it's clear that we're not supposed to tolerate sinful things. Uh, we see that from these statements uh, in the New Testament, from from the very words of Jesus himself. And actually, I was thinking of a couple of examples of Jesus not being tolerant of situations. In Mark chapter 11 is Mark's account of Jesus casting the money changers out of the temple. Uh, we won't take time to read all that, but in Mark chapter 11, beginning verse 15, uh, it it, talk, it, uh, it would be hard to call this a tolerant uh, reaction by Jesus. Uh, they came to Jerusalem and Jesus went into the temple and began to cast out them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the table of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and would not suffer that any man should carry any vessel through the temple. Uh, pretty intolerant by yeah. Jesus there. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so. along the lines of what I believe Nick said about forcing, though, I do uh, see a passage, Joshua 24, verse 15, the familiar passage there where Joshua says, it seems evil to you uh, to serve the Lord. Choose you this day whom you'll serve. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Joshua wasn't forcing his view on them, uh, but he wasn't tolerant of the of <coughs> those who wouldn't. I mean, we, yeah, we're not we're not going to take a you know uh, by physical force induce people to submit to what we believe the Bible right. teaches. Uh, uh, nobody's suggesting that. Nor but are we going to make personal attacks about those who. We're going to condemn sin. We're going to condemn sin. We're going to be explicit about it because mm-hmm. the scriptures tells us to do so. Uh, obviously, people are going to have to make their own decisions, but it's our obligation to speak the truth. Uh, in Acts chapter 5, verse 29, Peter said to that Jewish council, we ought to obey God rather than men. Right. And we've got to keep speaking up. Uh, let me read a few statements uh, from the psalm. Psalm 7, verse 11. God judges the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. Uh, that, that's pretty straightforward. If we're, yeah. if we're looking for some guidance from the Scripture, if we want some statements about God, instructions or examples from the from the Holy uh, Word, that's pretty straightforward. Psalm 97, verse 10, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. Um, Psalm 119, verses 104... Let me get to that. 119.104? 119.104. Through thy pre- precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Pretty straightforward. Uh, also Psalm 119, verse 128. Therefore I, I, I esteem thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. Uh, there are just a lot of statements like that in the Scripture that tell us that we have to take a strong stand against evil. Um let me give you one more from the New Testament, Romans 11, verse 22. If I wrote that down right. Uh, Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell, severity, but uh, but toward thee goodness, if thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou shalt also be cut off. There's a goodness and severity of God. And so we see that in God. And if we were looking for guidance as to what he stands for and the example that he sets, God loves everyone and has made abundant provisions for both the physical and spiritual well-being of people. But God hates evil, and 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 He's angry with is uh, He's uh, Psalm eleven seven verse eleven says He's angry with sinners. Right, and, and so uh, we would not be wrong if we imitated the example of God. He allows He allows the sinner to exist. He's He uh, He allows us to exercise our free will, but He has. Uh, 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 you know, opinion about those who are doing evil. And there are some people who would say that the idea of being angry with sinners is inconsistent with the idea of loving sinners. But I don't think that's true either. You know, no. you know, we might be you, you know, you might be angry with your son or daughter, Jacob. It doesn't mean you don't love them, right? But, but they might do something that makes you angry, and you have to address that. They do. And so that's not, you know, that's not uh, uh, incompatible with the notion of love. All right, uh, in the in the email tonight, uh, Chris from the UK uh, references Luke 9, verse 50, where Jesus said, He who, that is not against us is for us. So Jesus is not teaching exclusivity there, but he is not teaching tolerating uh, those who are evil because he, those would be the ones who are against him. Uh, Ephesians 4, verse 2, with all humility, humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Revelation 2, verse 2, I know your works, your toil and patience and endurance, how you cannot bear those who are evil 
but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and have found them false. He references Romans 2, verse 4, and Acts 10, verse 28. Uh, so appreciate uh, those. That's the, with the Gentiles there. So uh, appreciate those from Chris tonight. Okay. Uh, in the chat room, there's some discussion going on about the assignment that this college professor gave. Uh, some maybe defending it, what could be learned by it. Uh, I, I, I would have some problem with that. For, for, I, I guess my main objection to it would be uh, somebody said they had an assignment uh, in college where they were told to go out and mispronounce common words in public and see how people reacted. Right. Well, that, that's an exercise. You might learn something from it. You might learn something by putting... Uh, uh, a rainbow coalition ribbon right, on right. Uh, to see how people react to that. But the idea that this professor, that that was the exclusive opportunity to do such a thing. In other words, if she said, here's here's a, a range of options. I'd like you to go out here and take a stance that may that people may find objectionable and see how they react to it. But she didn't give them a range of options, you know. Why, why couldn't she have said, I want you to go out and hold up a, a, a pro-life a banner, and see if you can get people to react to you taking a position against abortion. Right. She didn't give that option. So th- this, I think, represents the bias in the educational community. All right, Tim in the chat room. And if Tim is the Tim that I think he, Tim is, uh, Tim is an atheist. Tim uh, supports uh, the, les- the homosexual movement, and he says, uh, I think it is not a good thing to have citizens treated different than others. Well, Tim, you treat citizens different than others. You treat a murderer and a rapist different than you treat someone else. Uh, Nick, uh, Tim goes on and says, uh, how does homosexual marriage or how does a married gay couple harm your marriage? Tim, how does a, an incestuous uh, relationship harm your marriage? Do you disagree with incest? Well, does, it, does it pose any harm to your marriage? But you would still disagree with it. Of course, Tim doesn't have an absolute standard of morality. Tim does whatever he thinks is right, and uh, and there, well, and so if, it, it, it leads to total. Um, uh, if, if 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 men can marry men, women can marry marry women. Oh, what's the next step? Can a man marry his dog? Right. If not, why not? Right. You know, uh, I mean, where are we going? And it won't. It wouldn't harm your it, marriage, and, Tim. Would you be against it? All right. Uh, Nick says homosexuality is harmful to a country in general. Righteousness exalts a, na- uh, exalts a nation. Unrighteousness is a nation's ruin. Okay. Uh, Danny in the chat room says uh, tolerating sin is wrong, but piling on love should be the first thing we do. We have to be careful about not appearing hateful. That will only hurt our cause. Yeah, I, I would agree. We don't want to appear hateful, but some people are going to brand us. If we, if we speak out against sinful things, some people are going to brand us as hateful. That's unavoidable. They did that. Uh, uh, they've done that against righteous people all through this the history of time. So we should not act out of hate. We should act out of love. Acting out of love, you know, uh, we're supposed to speak the truth in love, Paul wrote in the book of Ephesians. So uh, to speak the truth is not a hateful thing. Right. And now, if, if, if our motive is hate, and if we really are feeling hate, then we need to address our own attitude. But to speak the truth in love is not a hateful thing. And when we speak the truth in love, we will sometimes be stepping on the toes of those who are engaged in sinful things. Jim in the chat room says the focus of the argument should not be on how one thing or another affects me, but how God says it affects him. Absolutely right, Jim. We should be uh, making sure that we line up with God's absolute standard. All right? All right. 
Well, let's let's grab our last break, Jacob. When we come back, we're real quick going to go to some do's and don'ts for us in regards to how we should uh, deal with matters of tolerance and intolerance. 877-381-4567. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. These guys are doing all of the talking. We need to hear from you. Call in now. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. I'm Larry Raspberry, a member of the College View Church of Christ, with a question for you. Do you believe in parachutes? I suppose you do. You believe they exist? But that's not what I mean. There's a difference between believing something or someone exists and putting your confidence in it or him. One who has seen a parachute knows they exist, but has never put his confidence in one. Trying one on while standing on the ground isn't faith either. Going up in a plane intending to jump out with a parachute on is not faith in the parachute either. Opening the door at the moment of truth and gazing outside to the ground is not faith either. It is only when one jumps out the door, counts to ten, and pulls the ripcord that he has actually put his faith in the parachute. Many of you believe parachutes exist, but only a few have actually put your faith in one. Many people in the world say they believe God exists, but only a few put their faith in him for salvation by doing what he says. We'd love to help you in developing a saving faith in God. If we can be of assistance, please contact us. Send an email to questions at collegeview.com or call us at 877-381-4567. And thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study. We're tracking the trends on the Virtual Bible Study. A new Gallup poll shows that a slight majority, 54% of Americans, believe homosexuality is morally acceptable, compared to 42% who say it's morally wrong. According to the poll, 50% currently say same-sex marriage should be recognized by the law as valid. In 1999, only 35% said so. That information is via the Christian Post. The Word of God says in Leviticus 20, verse 13, If a man also lie with mankind as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. A streaming Bible study. Why didn't I think of that? Now back to the guys. Back on the program tonight. We're going to the top of the hour looking at Bible examples of uh, tolerance and intolerance and uh, what kind of principles can we use in determining how we deal with those we disagree with. All right. We're, we, let's, let's do some do's and don'ts, Jacob. We asked uh, on our email update that we wanted to talk about some do's and don'ts. I, I haven't looked ahead to see. Uh, here, here, here's Chris's thoughts from England. Uh he says, let us choose what is right. Let us know among ourselves what is good, Job 34.4. Do not judge by appearances, but judge righteous judgment, John 7.24. Therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, Ephesians 5, verses 7 and following. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast what is good. Abstain from every form of evil, Verse Thessalonians 5.20 and following. Uh, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they are from God. Or many false prophets have gone out into the world. First John four verse one. Very good uh, assimilation of verses there, Chris. Okay. Uh, agree. All right, uh, and uh, Jim in Michigan says Paul said in Second Corinthians chapter six verses four through eighteen, "Be not un- unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Or what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he hath he that believeth with an infidel?" 
And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said. I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. And he also goes on and references Ephesians 5, 6 through 12, which has been referenced before, I think, by Nick in the chat room. Uh, Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. But be therefore... Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now you walk in the Lord, walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Thank you, Randy, for those good verses. All right, Jeff, you sent in an email where you said, Don't offend people's consciences. Don't go against God's will. Uh, when it uh, and and then you said when it can hurt a weaker brother. Uh, obviously, we don't ever go against God's will, but we uh, you're, you're suggesting we have to take into consideration a, a, a weak brother's conscience. I think you're right about that. I want to talk a little bit more about that in the last question when we get to that about can we ever tolerate people who differ with us. I think there are some caveats that we could offer. Uh, I, I jotted down some quick notes. In regards to tolerance and intolerance, we have to always be careful about hypocrisy, Jacob. You know the famous passage in Matthew 7 that we reference so often, judge not, be not judged, goes on to talk about getting the beam out of your own eye before you try to get the speck out of your brother's eye. And what Jesus was really condemning there was hypocrisy. Uh, When it comes to to addressing other people. In other words, here's, here's this guy, and he's involved in something, and I feel compelled to talk to him about that. I can't tolerate what he's doing. Right. But if I'm doing the same and worse, then then the whole thing is out of whack. In other words, I'm not going to be able to help him. I, I haven't taken care of my own issues first. So when it comes to questions of tolerance or intolerance of others, always first got to address myself and make sure I'm doing the right thing. And I can't be guilty of hypocrisy definitely i think i think there's a strong bible principle that we can never compromise truth in regards to tolerance or intolerance i i would probably say that the number one rule is you can't ever compromise truth uh in regards to what god has revealed right in galatians chapter 2 verse 5 paul was dealing with some people who were doing wrong teaching wrong and practicing wrong and he said to whom we gave place by subjection, no, not for an hour, that the truth of the gospel might continue with you. So was Paul tolerant of these people? No. He said not for an hour. We wouldn't put up for, with it not for one hour. Right. Uh, and so a, a strong rule, a, a strong thing that you'd list in a do and don't sort of list for Christians is never compromise. I would also argue that the, the scriptures tell us to use good judgment when it comes to dealing with people you know even even let's say that we're dealing with with this homosexual question mm-hmm. uh, you know some people are going to be very aggressive and in your you know right in your face with this homosexual agenda we may have to address them in the same way uh, in a certain way but here's another fellow who who's quietly struggling with with the with the temptation of homosexuality you know we might address the the, the very aggressive promoter of, of homosexuality differently than we would the fellow who's quietly sure. struggling with yeah, the temptation. Right. Yeah. In the book of Jude, uh, verse 22, he says, And of some have compassion, making a difference, 
and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. You've got to be more in your face with some people. Yeah, you gotta, you're going to have to be more aggressive with some. You're going to have to more, be more compassionate with others. So it's going to, that would require prayerful consideration on right. our part and an exercise of good judgment and sound wisdom. And there's sometimes to walk away. Jesus gave instructions for the uh, disciples to take the dust off their feet. Yeah. He warned about casting your yeah. pearls before swine. In Matthew 7, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, it's interesting that, those, that this statement follows right on the heels of judge not that you be not judged. This proves that he wasn't condemning all judgment. He said, verse 6, give not that which is holy to the dogs, neither cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. And so we're going to have to exercise our judgment. Uh, real quickly, yes. uh, the last question we, we put out, can we ever tolerate people who differ with us? If so, what limits apply? I the thing that comes to my mind immediately, and I, we we didn't get too much comment about this, but Romans 14. Jeff Jeff commented along these lines. Romans chapter 14 suggests that I need to respect the conscience of another person. Now Romans 14 wasn't dealing with sinful things. The, right. the context of that chapter very plainly explains that they were matters of indifference to God. Right. Uh, but some people had a strong personal conscience about certain things. And others were told to respect them and their conscience of those things. So I might differ with someone over a, a, a matter of personal conscience, uh, and I should tolerate them. I should be very patient with them. Uh, and I think Romans 14 would be a passage that I would use to answer that question about sometimes tolerating people who have a different view than I do. But it, it has to be over things that are matters of conscience, not matters of doctrine. That's right. We're just about out of time. Uh, quickly, uh, Randy... Uh uh, let's see. Uh, can we ever tolerate Randy in Michigan? Can we ever tolerate people who differ with us? Yes. Someone may not like hot dogs, and I do. That does not mean that we can't be friends. But if someone wants me to do something contrary to God's will uh, and His Word, uh, a line must be drawn. He says. So thank you, Randy, for that. And Chris in England had answered that too. Uh, he 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 references uh, Romans twelve eighteen. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. That's uh, definitely. I mean, I think that's a good. Maybe that might be a good verse to end on, Jacob. If it's up to us, we're going to be at peace with people. We're not going to tolerate sinful things, but we're not going to engage in hateful uh, name calling either. Right. Uh, we, we would ask, basically, we would ask them to show the same respect toward us that we're trying to show toward them. We've got differences. We want to be able to discuss those differences, but we need to do so rationally, logically, uh, without name calling. You know, where is the tolerance from these people who preach tolerance? All right. Well, it's been an interesting discussion. It's been an interesting week. Uh, and uh, you may disagree with what we've said on the program tonight. We'd encourage your comments anytime. Questions at collegeview.com uh, is the way you can get a hold of us. Email 877-381-4567. Dad, thank you for your time tonight. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you, Jeff, for being here with us on Behind the Controls. And thank you for listening to the program. We hope you'll make plans to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. In the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired word of the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 9.30 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College 
College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.